Welcome to the Empowerment Podcast, where empowerment is done from within. In this podcast, we focus on bringing you strategies, tools, and techniques that you can apply in your life and in your business to increase your bank balance and improve the quality of your life. My name is Kara, and I'll be your host, taking you through conversations that will help you identify and connect with your unique gifts and talents so that you can stand in your power as you go after your goals and your dreams. Welcome to the Empowerment Podcast, where empowerment is done from within. So today I am particularly excited about my guest. Um, I hold Jennifer Felipe very near and dear to my heart. She is uh, my client. I have been working with her for the past year as she took the leap and started her law firm and I've been coaching her to success. She's had an amazing first year. We're here celebrating her one year anniversary and um, I'm going to get to share her with you. And I've watched this woman blossom into such a powerhouse, um, not only as a powerhouse woman, but as a business owner, an entrepreneur, an incredible attorney. She practices construction law and personal injury law. Her law firm is called Felipe Law, so make sure you go follow her. And I'm excited to share her with you because I've seen her grow and I know uh, the woman behind the operation and the brains and the soul that is uh, out here serving her clients, but really um, having become her, this version of herself uh, to be able to be of that kind of service. So um, I'm excited to share her with you. So go ahead and take a listen. So welcome to the call. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to interview you, Jennifer Felipe. Um, I've been so honored to work with you in the past year, and I can't wait to hear and share with the world, you know, your story um, of, of success and from your eyes, from what you've seen in yourself. We want to share that. Um, so I'm going to let you go ahead and tell everyone about you, your background, who you are, how you came about doing what you do. I'm so excited that you're here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So yes, my name is Jennifer Felipe and um, currently I am the owner of Felipe Law and Felipe Law is a law firm that does personal injury and construction law. Uh, but before Felipe Law came to be, it's been somewhat of a journey. I uh, immigrated from Cuba when I was four. My dad was a political prisoner. We landed in Hialeah, never left. Um, going to the University of Florida was like, I abandoned them because it was so far away. So it was just that mentality. But from very little, I knew that um, in order for me to get beyond what my parents were able to provide for me, I had to get an education and school was the answer. So one day I just decided I was gonna be a lawyer. Didn't give much thought as to why, I just stuck with it. Um, and I Zoomed through school, I graduated early from college. Um, by 24, I was a barred attorney, practicing law, having accomplished what I thought, you know, was the biggest dream, the biggest goal of my life. And all of a sudden I find myself in front of a computer in my amazing job, making more money than both of my parents combined straight out of college, straight out of law school. And this emptiness came over me and this feeling of unfulfillment. 
And that was sometime in 2015. And that's when I truly just sat down with myself and was like, now what? Let's get off this autopilot and really think about what it is you want to do, what kind of life you want to create, and not based on something your you know, second grade self decided, but on something that is right now relevant um, to you. And yeah, I continued with law, you know, <laughs> it was a process where I'm not going to lie, I had that realization, um, but the bills come, you know, so you just because you have the realization doesn't mean you automatically jump into, you know, discovering. I, I wish I could have gone to India for a year and found myself. It didn't happen that way. I continued to practice law. I did move on to another firm where I felt that the way that they practiced law was more aligned with what I wanted at the higher level and quality that I wanted. But ultimately, I realized that um, that little second grader who decided she wanted to be a lawyer, what she really wanted was autonomy and the freedom to be able to create a life for herself and her family and find a way to repay her parents for everything that they had done for her. So yeah, I was like, you know what, I'm going to open up my own business and we'll see how it goes. And that was a year ago now. Yes. And what a celebration that a year later, you know, you and I had a conversation and just really looked back at what you created and how amazing that was, you know, that you took that leap because so many people have, they're paralyzed by fear. They think about it and they say, oh my God, I really want it, but can I? And then it's like, oh no, it's just, I, I need that paycheck. I need to stay the course because I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. But you took that leap. And I mean, I know that leap. I took it 11 years ago and it was just like, mm. but, you know, it was like the best move of my life. And I am sure that I'm speaking for both of us that it was also the best move of your life. So, um, so let's talk about you taking that leap, you deciding, you know what, I'm going to take this chance on myself. What was it that, you know, had you just bite the bullet? What, what was it that you were just like, you know what, I'm just pulling the trigger, I'm gonna do it and, you know, we'll see what happens. So I am a control freak and it's something that I've accepted and I work on every day. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I realized that I was in a culture that I really didn't have any control over um, and things could be done more efficiently. Uh, clients could be happier. The quality of work that we, could, we were producing could be better. And I had no say. So there's nothing worse for a control freak than to be in a situation where she has no control. So I was like, this is it, you know, I'm not gonna focus on how I'm going to do it. I just, I know why I, I, I wanna do this. I wanna do this because I wanna practice law the way I wanna practice law and, and deal with clients at a level that is authentic to me. Um, and yeah, I think it was focusing on the why rather than the how really allowed me to build that courage to make the leap. And then eventually the, the gap started filling in. I mean, I started working with you almost immediately and that was a game changer because I mean, I've said it, you've been like a silent partner throughout this entire process. Um, so, and things like that, things that I, I never thought of a business coach in the past. And then all of a sudden, once I took the leap, it just became itself, like made itself available. So, yeah. So for me, the first time I use, and, and yeah, I know coaching 
I, you never know about coaching until you're really in business or you, you have a need for it or, you know, you're in a situation where it's like, wait a minute, I could use a hand in doing this, but I, you can't really bring on a partner necessarily into your business. So for me, my first encounter with a coach was back in my Mary Kay days. And so that's how I knew how useful coaches could be. And I've always had one. And so when I decided to do this also is because I knew that people just like me, you know, 11 years ago, I could have totally used a coach, a, a, especially a lawyer coach. Back then it wasn't as popular and I didn't have access to that. So being able to be that for you has been awesome. And then just watching you blossom, watching you, you it's like, I, I told you it's, if there's nothing that I tell you that you don't implement, like you take it, you run with it. And then I see the difference and you see the difference in your business. And I think more than anything is the fact that I can be a sounding board and you know that whatever I'm saying to you, not, not, you know, not only is it coming from a place of love, it's coming from a place of experience, you know, cause I've been down that road and I'm still in it. I'm in the trenches doing the work as well. And so um, talk about how you feel that, that relationship has helped you or that it's um, maybe strengthened your, whether it be um, your business skills or just how you see yourself, how you decide to show up in your business, in your life, et cetera, and how you feel that that may have contributed to your successful first year. Well, the background story of how I even came across you is kind of interesting because I had heard of life coaches and um, it was something that always intrigued me for years. But it wasn't until last year in March, I was on my way to Mexico for a friend's wedding and I was listening to Jen Sincero's um, You're a Badass at Making Money. And again, she's hiding, highlighting the fact that she was a business coach and this and that. And for the first time, I was like, okay, um, I've always thought of a life coach, but maybe what I need at this moment is a business coach. I came back from that trip after having heard that uh, book and checked my LinkedIn messages, which I never do. I have to confess, I never do. And there you were. And a call later, it was a done deal. So the way things happened, it was just like, it, it was it meant to be. Um, and you've obviously proven to be way beyond a business coach. You're my therapist <laughs> on most days. Um, it's a really holistic approach that we take. But for me, starting going from defense to plaintiff it was starting from scratch and from a place of ego and pride as much as i try to manage it it was very difficult it was difficult because i was starting over i felt inadequate i felt um ignorant as to the processes of the plaintiff's world at no fault of my own i just was never exposed to it and finding a coach who does personal injury law and was able to really just guide me step by step through that was a game changer because I think otherwise um, my pride would have probably impeded me to ask for help from others. I wouldn't know where to start or I would probably feel some kind of shame um, for not already knowing. So it was just a safe space to get my footing and then once we pass that step, it's really been you holding me accountable to just come at it every day at the level that I expect for myself. But, you know, when it's just us, it's easy to, to slack on ourselves. But when you really have that accountability partner, it makes a world of difference. So thank yeah, you. For sure. I mean, that's, that's served me a lot, having a coach. Because I still do. You know, I, it's like I, I'm not... 
I'm, I practice what I preach. It's so important to have that person because, you know, you look at any big player out there, whether you look at, you know, in the, in the athlete world, you know, or LeBron James or anyone who's a high performer, you know, Tony Robbins will tell you that he has coaches, you know, so, and he's like one of the best, you know? And so, um, and I, I always say school's never out for the pro. You're, you never know everything. And so you could always use someone else's um, perspective. And so um, now I kind of want to go back and what you were saying, because um, you, you mentioned not wanting to go speak to other lawyers to ask for help. Because I remember that was the, that was my truth. I couldn't, I did everything from scratch. I had to learn the hard way. I made tons of mistakes that I probably am able to save you from because I'm like, oh, don't do that. It doesn't work. You know, I've done it, <laughs> done it, paid for it, lost that money. Um, and, you know, you and I have also talked about imposter syndrome, right? And so um, talk about how you feel you've overcome that because part of not wanting to ask for that help is because you want to act like you kind of know this stuff already. And for newer lawyers who are starting their firm, who are wanting to come out here and feel like, well, I don't know anything. You know, what do you say to that? Um, I think that sometimes the pressures that we put on ourselves are unreasonable. I worked at a very large national firm and there was a hierarchy. And every time we got a new case, I was researching the issue because the partners didn't know the answer. But somehow when all of a sudden I'm in that partner role, I forgot that it's okay for me to not know the answers at that point in time. Um, as lawyers, Yes, we are expected to have some level of experience that, you know, um, comes with, with the years that you practice, but the, the law is always changing. So we can't hold ourselves accountable to like this rigid set of information. Like it's okay to not know. And it's okay to let your clients know you don't know. They would appreciate that more. Um, so I, I definitely felt the imposter syndrome because all of a sudden I decided to open up my own firm and I wasn't just dealing with someone who was in a car accident or slipped and fell. I was dealing with CEOs of construction companies, you know, who are turning to me to put all of their contract infrastructure in place. And I'm like, holy shit, like, am I, you know? Um, and, and it took me a while until I started taking on the challenge. It's a challenge. Yes, I accept. I, I didn't know everything that I was doing in the beginning, but I took that challenge on. I was authentic with myself. And then I worked really hard to maybe be able to like produce very high quality outcome. And once I got that outcome, I was like, holy crap, like I, I, I could do this. I have to have faith in my ability to tackle something on and be successful on the other side. So it's, it's the faith in I may not know it now, but I'm resourceful and I know I'm going to get it. And so you just have to believe in yourself, believe in the resourcefulness yes. rather than the resources you currently have. Right. And understand that it's a practice. Right. You are in a law practice. So you are practicing, which means it's not like you're supposed to know everything that every single issue, every question 
that a client could possibly come up with. You cannot know the answer you're practicing. And that is the research work. That is the being resourceful. That's what you're getting paid for is because you are, you can go find the answers. Whereas, you know, they couldn't get it from someone else. And so that's what you, yeah. So I love that you get that and that you were able to shake that off because I had the same thing. And for me, it was even, I would say even worse because the attorney that I worked with before I started my law firm really broke my confidence. He was very condescending and would um, say things to me like, you know, you know, I would write a memo and he would just throw it at me. Like, did you even go to law school? Like he was that guy, not because he was, you know, he, he was a nice guy. He was not a good boss. And so um, he was not a good teacher. And so, um, you know, with 40 years experience, when I was working with him, he had already been in, a, 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 he had worked for the SEC in Manhattan. Like, I mean, we're talking like super sharp, super sophisticated lawyer, you know, and then here I am <laughs> straight out of law school, like, you know, can I make partner yet? You know? And so he wasn't impressed with the work. And so that's what, that's what happened. And so coming and starting my firm from there, I was like, oh my God, I really know nothing. So, um, so being able to claw your way out of that mindset is, is um, pretty, it, it's a task in itself. It's like, it's an undertaking. So I'm glad that you, mm-hmm. In the beginning, you know, an imposter syndrome, that's an internal conflict, right? And in the beginning, you want the external validity to be able to combat that. But you don't have the external validity because you don't have the clients. And if you don't have the clients, you don't have those wins in court to make you feel like, okay, I got this. So the validity really needs to come from within. The internal problem needs to be addressed with an internal solution. And you really, you're already there. The fact that anyone would undertake starting their own business, there are so many people who never even think of that. It's not an urge that overcomes them. So if it took you to the level of you doing everything you needed to set yourself up as a business owner, then you already have what it takes. You just have to remind yourself of it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> You're so awesome. You're I love awesome. watching you. And no, seriously, no, you are. No, but seriously, you are just just watching you blossom the way you have in the past year. And to even have something, anything to do with it is such an honor and privilege for me. Um, this is, you know, this is just the stuff that fulfills me. So you know, I, I, I've said this to you before and I will, I, and probably there's every video that I've put out there has this quote from, um, Tony Robbins. He said, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And for me being able to get this moment of fulfillment, I'm successful, right? It's not the money. It's not, I mean, I've done it. You know, I've had the firm, I've done the seven figures. I've done all of that amazing stuff. Great. But to be able to ha- to add on to your life and be able to do, that's really what makes my juices blow. <laughs> like, I'm like, ah! And so that's what we're doing here for other people. Right. And how awesome is that, you know? And so um, that's cool. So, okay, so in the past um, year of you figuring out a, you know, what kind of business you want, what does you want it to look like, what areas you're going to work in and, you know, who you're going to serve and all of that. Right. Um, so you had to go through steps to figure all of that out, 
to be able to be authentic, to have something that looks like you, to have, you know, clients be able to find you. I mean, there was so much to do. And then fast forward a year, you, you look back at your results and you look at what you've done. Like, just talk about that. I mean, that's a, that's a, a, a mouthful, but you know what I'm saying. I kind of want you to really talk about all that because when I had my conversation with you, I said, you know, go look and see what you did because I know what it took. I, we've had weekly calls. I know the building blocks that you've had to implement. And then here you are. Right. Talk about that. <laughs> so um, in the beginning, I think the number one thing is to be flexible. Um, in the beginning, I started off as personal injury construction and real estate. And soon I had a landlord tenant case, which fell under the real estate practice area. And I absolutely hated it. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, this is my firm. This is the life that I'm creating. Why would I ever accept any of these in the future? Real estate, gone. No, I took it off my website. I'm not doing this. Um, and, and so little by little, there have been situations where either I undercharged and then realized I, from now on, I need to charge more. Or if it's a pain in the ass case, I, I will charge a premium because my time, you know, is worth something. But that confidence comes today, a year, you know, later. In the beginning, you have bills, again, to pay. Money is, money is not everything. And I learned that very early on. You couldn't pay me enough to do the work that I was doing initially. But money is still something that we need to keep in mind because the bills are, are going to keep coming in. So you do have that worry that I can't turn anybody down because this is a paying client. But what you realize is that if you break it down per hour, the energy, the stress, it's just, it's not worth it. Um, how did I build that confidence? Through your guidance with networking. I networked my butt off in the beginning. Um, I still do very heavily now, but in the beginning I was doing two, three events a day, every single day for like the entire week. Um, and really just building a, uh, that connection and the connection is organic and it needs to be authentic. Otherwise I'm not interested. I hate the small talk. Um, I rarely go to a networking event and talk about my job or me being an attorney. I, if we can be friends, let's help each other. And then it's going to just come natural. Um, long story short, a year worth of really uh, cultivating relationships, meaningful relationships, it just, things just started happening and the clients started coming and things were from word of mouth, you know? Um, and a year later, I, looking at my numbers, it's, it's amazing. I've been able to recover hundreds of thousands of dollars for my clients in the first year after starting from zero. Um, and, you know, next year, I hope we're talking in the millies. Yes! <laughs> I want to talk about millions next year. Um, but, you know, as, as much as I'm like, amazed by the numbers it wasn't a coincidence and and it's not luck it's it's hard work um it's hard work and it's consistency and accountability so all of those factors from the beginning i knew were going to be important and yeah it's just it's paid off yeah amazing yeah. and what you, and I, and I don't know if you get that, and I think, you know, some people who may be on the verge of taking the leap and saying, you know, is me taking this leap, is this, is this going to be good for me? Is, am I going to be able to succeed, et cetera? 
you know, the, the message from what you just said for me was you recovered hundreds of thousands of dollars for people out there that, but for you being in the market as an attorney, that may have not happened for them. Right. They might've ended up with someone else who didn't know what they were doing or who didn't have your work ethic or didn't, you know, care for their file as much as you might have. And, you know, or they ended up in a big firm. Um, no, I'm not throwing big firms under the, 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 you know, under the bus, but the reality is that when we smaller lawyers, smaller law firms get a case, the, the weight we put on, on that case versus a case, you know, a firm that's getting volume and tons of cases is obviously different. Um, and so that's what, when you take a leap and you come in, you, this is a service-based business where you are serving a community around you, you being here doing that makes a huge difference for the community. So it's, that's what we took the oath for. That's what we decided to go into law school for because we deep down all have a servant heart. That's what it is. Ultimately, you want to help people, right? Because what makes you so excited about the, the, the recovery and all of that? It wasn't money you recovered for you. Of course, you, cut, you got your cut in attorney's fees, but it was the people. And I that, think, I yeah, think you can have that satisfaction for the work. Absolutely. And I think if you're like on the verge, uh, my one advice would be to not, don't be so logical. And I'll explain why. Um, personal injury attorneys are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. It's the one attorney that everybody's exposed to because they're on park benches, they're on bus signs, they're on billboards, they're on commercials. It's a very saturated field. And like that, there are very other saturated industries. If you think with that mentality, if you're logical about it, you would never go and risk it, right? You'd just be another personal injury attorney. But what I've learned through this process and what I was actually really amazed with is that the majority of the mentors that I've, I've created and I've, I've uh, attached to in this past year have been other personal injury attorneys who want to help, who want to mentor. And it really takes a shift right in in thought and mentality to go from a competitor to a creator and realizing that the service the value that you provide to your clients is unique to you as long as you're authentic as long as you're not trying to be somebody else that service that experience that your client is going to have will never be the same with anybody else and when you think of it in that term i don't have a competitor i don't care if it I'm in a building, all of us are personal injury attorneys. I know the clients are gonna come through the door because I know the differences that, that I make um, when I'm treating my clients. And that, that's huge. And again, yeah. I've been logical about it in the beginning, I would have overthought it and, and I wouldn't have done it. Right, and it's the funniest thing because I remember uh, two things. Number one, when I got into Mary Kay, is when, that's how I learned that. That mindset is where I got it from. People would be like, oh my God, everybody's doing Mary Kay. And I'm like, well, I'm not everybody, right? <laughs> and so, you know, I, before you knew it, I was in my pink Cadillac and it was like, yeah, everybody's in it, but not, not everybody's able to do what I do in it, right? And same thing with what I do coaching lawyers. What am I mostly coaching lawyers to start is the PI process. Right. You know, granted, I'm fine. You, you, you want to do construction? Great. Do that as well. 
But PI is super lucrative. You need a branch of that in your business. Uh, to me, it makes no sense to not have at least that area where if you get, you know, a, a good case or something that you have it set up for, because why not? Why not? It's like, you can help people. If you don't, it's not like it's so dense of an area that you wouldn't be, I mean, I'm not telling you to go try every PI case. No, but most of this stuff is like, you know, pre-suit stuff. It's, it's, it's cash right here, right? Like, why not? And you're helping people along the way. They're happy to, you know, at the, at the time that you're closing the case, because, you know, I did family law for a while. No one's ever happy, right? So you have very, you know, negative energy all the time around you when you're doing that. So why not put something in your, in your practice that you can also be able to create a happy day for your client? Um, and that for me, building those kinds of practices is not a threat whatsoever because you, you can't beat me at being me. Exactly. You could try. <laughs> Good luck. Because <laughs> you ain't going to be able to do it. And same, I can't beat you at being you. So if we each stay in our lane, whatever belongs to us will just naturally flow to us in our respective lanes right right and you know wisdom you know many times for people it doesn't come until after they take in the risk so right it's like you know listen listen to people who have done it and are telling you you can do it don't don't be so skeptical don't you know don't operate out of fear because if you're going to operate out of fear then don't even try then, then and we all know what fear stands for. False yeah. evidence appearing real. 99% of the thoughts that come up in a state of fear will never happen. I, I've played out so many scenarios of things that would have gone wrong. They've never happened. And I'm like, wow, I don't know how many hours of my days of my 28,000 days I've wasted thinking about things, you know, or just pondering things that might go wrong that just never happen. And I don't get those hours back. Think about that. And so, especially for someone who wants to take that leap, who's thinking about everything that's going to go wrong, none of the things that you probably conjured up will go wrong. Like none of it will happen. It's just, it's all in how you show up in the marketplace. It's all in how you show up. Like I, if you said authentically, because it's all about you coming from a servant heart saying, you know what, I'm going to come here. I'm going to share my skills in this marketplace. I'm going to share my know-how. I'm going to share my, um, my expertise, my um, education, what I know, my experience out here to serve people. And I'm just going to do it within the context of a law firm. Right. So, yeah. Awesome. Do you not love this? I am loving this. Am I, am I having too much fun? Okay. No, it was amazing. <laughs> this is great. So let's shift gear a little bit because you're celebrating your one year in a pandemic. <laughs> I know. Like who would have thought of, right? In this lifetime that we would have something like this. It's crazy. So um, what have you been doing to um, you know, stay grounded, because um, we all are riding this wave. Um, things are 
shifting in everyone's business as a result of this because you know it's such an uncertain times and things like that so what are you doing in your um you know in order for you to be able to um sorry my battery don't worry so um what are you doing in order for you, you to like i said stay grounded stay the course with the goals that you have for yourself and but also being aware of the shifts that are happening so i would consider myself one of the luckier ones because i typically work from home so there was very little change um, in that with this pandemic i think those who are used to going to an office every day are now having to adjust to this new normal that said though especially in the beginning i i am i am i am an empath like i feel very passionately for other people and i could feel their pain so I was, despite my business and everything being business as usual for me, I struggled um, energy-wise because I was listening to friends being laid off or family members testing positive for corona and being hospitalized. My mother works in the healthcare industry and, and you know, is constantly exposed. So I had to find a way to conserve my energy and um, really, you know, I, what the only thing that works is going back to the basics for me, um, finding my, my grounding. And for me, it's always been working out. Um, there's nothing like a good sweat session to really just like bring me back you know, pump the endorphins throughout my body and just be like, we got to get this because while they're struggling, you can't help them if you're struggling right along with them. Um, so working out, uh, meditation, uh, you know, I do a, a quick 10 minute meditation in the mornings, um, journaling when I can, I I'm not as good as I would like to be, but you know, that's been part of the process too, being compassionate with myself and, and what it is that that day I require. Sometimes I want to read, sometimes I want to write, sometimes I want to work out and I'm listening to my body. Um, but I really, I, I really had to check myself and be like, okay, if you want to be a rock and there's no reason for you not to be, cause you're not as impacted as most, then you really have to take care of yourself first before you can help others. And I mean, I, 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 someone told me this and we love it. You can't get from the bottom of the cup. You have to get from the overflow. overflow. Um, so, you know, that's, that's been the game plan, but it took about a, two weeks into this process to really realign myself and, and get back on track. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. And I feel like, you know, this is, it's a great time for everyone who's able to embrace it, um, right? Because it's not—it's a very difficult time. Let's, right. You know, we're not gonna—we're not going to um, step over that because, like you said, people are losing their jobs. You know, loss of lives. Like, there's a lot going on. But it's also an amazing opportunity to really come back to what's important, right? where should my energy be going? Because we are pulled in a gazillion different directions on a daily basis. Most of that energy is being expanded for what? Because now that we're not doing those things, somehow things are still working out, right? So what were those other things so important, right? That they were consuming all of this energy. And, um, you know, I, I shared with you that I had gotten into this book, The One Thing, 
And so um, that this time has also made me way more aware of how important it is to just apply that one thing, like get one thing done so that I'm not, you know, kicking myself and wanting to be able to do more and be more and whatever than where I'm at right now. And so throughout this um, period and moving forward, I think that, you know, it's so important for us to get that, you know, all of this stuff that you thought was important that you needed to do, at the end of the day, it is taking care of yourself. It's being grounded. It's meditating. It's being whole. It's being, you know, good here so that whatever it is you do, even if it is that one thing, you do it powerfully and it's meaningful out there. And then that may just be what you got done, right? And so it's, it's important to be compassionate with yourself. Be okay with the fact that some deadlines have to be postponed, right? right? And, and it's not, you know, it, it, it's not the end of the world because you're still here and others didn't wake up. Like, that's also another, like, dude, you, you're getting another chance at life every day that you get to wake up. This has been, that, that for me has been what this has mirrored back. Absolutely. And I think I've made a conscious effort to focus on the good of things. And when things are so bad, like around the world, you sort of have to get creative with the effort, you know? Um, but it, it comes in, in the simplest of things. Like I drive or I, I walk around my neighborhood and I've never seen so many people out walking walking their dog, biking, really just enjoying the outdoors as families, you know, that's a beautiful thing. So it, it even gives me goosebumps now. Like, I hope, I really hope that when we go back to normal, we don't lose that, that, you know, that appreciation for the outdoors. Um, I put some makeup on today because I had a court hearing, but I haven't had to put any makeup on. And like, you know, I put month. this lipstick on this morning. Like, so I put it on and I'm like, Oh my God. Cause I haven't seen myself with anything for so long, like not even lip gloss. So I know exactly what you mean. I was like, Oh my God. And this was a color I would go to all the time before. So I had to get adjusted. So yeah. So refreshing. You know, I, I told you, I took off the, the polish from my toenails and it took me like a week to get used to my feet. I was like, Oof, I've never not had polish on. I mean, my nails, if you look now, this is gel. They've grown. Like, this is embarrassing. But you know what? It really, it's like, it, it's a moment of reflection of, I am beautiful just the way I am in my simplest, most natural form. And yeah. What are we doing? What are we, what are we putting on this, like, whole costume for when we present ourselves to others? Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm battling right now, deciding what it is that I want to do moving forward. If I, am I going to do my nails every two, three weeks like I used to do, or am I just going to forego that completely? Um, you know, my makeup, less steps for sure. And it's really just, it, like, it doesn't matter. You know, it really has made me reflect on the things that matter and FaceTiming with my friends, making sure they're okay, that they're well, that they're, you know, um, at peace in their hearts, that's what matters. And guess what? They don't care what the hell I look like on the other side. So why should I? Um, so yeah, that's, that, that's been the other aspect of it. My other sort of tool through this is just focus on the good 
and appreciate the good that's come from this. Yes. And it's the simplicity of it all that really is the authentic of it all. Right. And so um, just hearing you say that, like just being so real and raw about it, you know, even going back full circle to business, that's what your clients want from you. They want to know that they have a silent partner, right? Just like I've been to you, because that's what we are. We coach them through stuff. You know, we advise, we counsel. That's what we do, right? And we, of course, advocate for them. But, you know, in, in what we do, that's truly how um, we can show up and be able to attract the right people, our tribe, the people who are really meant to be served by us, that's how we can attract them. And then when you come out here from that space, success will meet you in the common hour. You know, it's just, it, it will just be an everyday thing because it's just because of who you're being and how you're, how you're showing up. And so this was so good. <laughs> no, and I think, I think authenticity is sort of like a weeding out process too, because you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, you know, and that's okay. And that's, that's the one thing you have to be okay with yourself. And when you balance it out, you have to figure out what matters. Do you want to be the person that puts the different faces on to appeal to everybody? Right. And, and don't even know who the hell you are. Or do you want to be unapologetically, authentically you and attract those people that freaking love you for who you are? That's right. The passion and, and the power in that, you know, ladder option is, it's, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. So yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I say that all the time. This is not a popularity contest. Life is, this is a life you're living. This is not a popularity contest. And so if you're in a popularity contest, your life will literally come and go and you will wake up one day and ask yourself what happened. Yeah. And that's because you've been so busy just putting on a mask, taking it off, putting it on a one, putting it on, taking it off. That's what your life will consist of. Right. Right. So any other last words, thoughts that you want to share? Any, any um, you know, advice, anything that you feel has been, I mean, it, you've shared a lot, so you probably already have, but um, any one thing that you can say this past year um, has made all the difference for you or that you think that if someone is at the, you know, on the cusp of deciding, um, you know, to do this, like one thing that you can leave them with that really could give them that extra, that push, that listen, you can totally make that happen because if I could do it, you could do it. Yeah, I, I think, um, again, going back to don't overthink it, don't be so logical about it, really listen to your heart, listen to your gut, to the intuition, and have faith. I'm not a religious person whatsoever, but through this process, I've become so spiritual, and you sort of have to, you have to think that there's something bigger than you that is guiding you in the right direction. If you're having thoughts about opening your own business or starting a new venture, that's not a coincidence. That is a higher being directing you in that way. So don't think you know better than the universe, you know? Right? Just follow it. Follow it and see where it leads you. If you could do it in a way that, you know, is going to make you feel better, not you know, if you're risk averse and you could contain 
continue your full-time job while you're doing this as a side hustle, then do that. Whatever works for you. If you need to be the type that plunges right in, then do that. Whatever speaks to you. Just quiet your mind and really just listen. Just listen. If the clues are out there. You just have to open yourself to the opportunities. So, yeah. I love it. I love <laughs> it. And, you know, this is, you know, we're talking here because, you know, this happens to be, we happen to be lawyers. But this applies across the board to anything that you want to do or anything you want to create, any way, anyone you want to be, any version of yourself that you want to become, it, this is applicable. So thank you for your heart, your energy, your wisdom, your beauty inside out. This has been such an awesome, awesome, awesome interview love working with you. I love seeing you blossom. And again, congratulations on your one year anniversary. I'm kicking some major booty this year. And yes, seven figures for sure next year. Absolutely. So I will be right there cheering you on. It's, um, it really is an honor and privilege to be able to just watch another woman show up and just do what you're doing. It's, it really is. So pleasure is mine. Honor is mine. I love you so much. I love you. <laughs> we'll have to do this again. Uh, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you were just listening to the Empowerment Podcast, where empowerment is done from within. Tune in every Monday for your dose of empowerment with Kara. Be sure to leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends and family on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Kara Vaval Ferrier.